CTNCIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is how to make IT security everyone's business. So in digital age, that's what we are all living in. Uh, IT security is supposed to help with resilience. It is supposed to help as a catalyst for innovation and drive growth. That's, that's a lot of uh, demands that business is placing on security. But then can we realistically do it when we are left as lone warriors? in our security department, trying to tell everyone, pushing everyone to think about security. What would it take for us to make IT security everyone's business where we have a cohesive force with all business leaders, business users, technology teams to come together and make it happen? So to discuss this topic, I have with me today Cheryl Rose. Cheryl is the Interim Chief Information Security Officer with Soma Health. Hey, Cheryl, how are you? Hello. Happy Friday. How are you? Oh, very good. Thanks so much. So uh, the, the discussion, as you know, is not new to you, but I think for the listeners, we really wanted to appeal um, you know, the, the, the importance about, about, of the security function at the same time discuss this challenge that we continually bring up that the rest of the world doesn't care about security, which is in their interest, and they should. So when we, when we were to go out and try to figure out what's the way to do it, we have to first understand what business wants from IT security in the digital context. Do they want you to step aside and let them go like they are in a Ferrari? Or are they saying you come along with us? Absolutely. Yeah, I think when I look back on my career, I mean, I've spent 20 years in security and risk management. I certainly see over the last probably four to five years, certainly a tide of of shift. And and that being, I think it's easy for us to say um, security is everybody's responsibility. I say that all the time myself. Um, I also, you know, say that with that, when you look at, when you look at business leaders and executives um, and you ask them what their top three concerns are, odds are, one of them um, is going to be cyber risk or security in general or concern about a breach. So I think that the fact that that is top of mind gives us as security leaders an opportunity to figure out how to partner with them in a way that makes sense for the business um, and ensure that we are driving security forward with them. I, I think that that is still a heavy lift um, because at the end of the day, we all know that from a security perspective, it's the day-to-day that we do every day um, 
that makes the difference and that makes us drive better security forward. Um, I look at it and, and I see all the time, um, you know, I'll be asked I, or I'll be told I want a partner. I want, I don't want to have a breach. I want good security. Are we secure? Um, I, I think all of those things are really challenging, and I think we have to work through ways to find how to truly be that partner, because being the partner at the table will not only um, help us educate and, and business folks carry some of the torch along the way, um, but it will also help drive some of the initiatives in an easier way for us. Question for you. Given security has always been seen as a necessary evil or a secondary function historically, and now it's becoming important because uh, there are breaches and nobody wants to lose their shirt while they make money. Do you think business has gotten used to saying, I want you to partner, I want you to help deliver for the business? Have they accepted the responsibility, uh, this as a joint responsibility, or there are only asks from them but no yielding? I think it has improved, certainly. I do think that the business sees that um, it's better done together. I, I, I think that, you know, the days of, IT security being kind of buried in the bowels of IT and um, provisioning IDs and putting firewall rules in place. I mean, I think that those days, that's still critical work, there's no doubt, but the element of being more forward in the organization um, is where we really need to be, and I think the business wants us to be. But I still think there's a balance, right? I, I still... I still humble myself constantly because, like everybody in security, I'm super passionate about it. I could talk about it all day, but I also recognize that being in an industry, healthcare, financial service was whatever, you know, I don't want people saying our business is to run a hospital or our business is to run a bank. It's not to drive security solutions. So I do try and balance that, and I think the way we kind of attack that with the business is what will help us partner better. Because I think if we just kind of push security towards them and not humble ourselves around what the business needs are, what they're trying to drive to, it has to be a two-way street. So the fact that we have this topic being discussed and and, and the, the problem statement is, We are most passionate and others are not about security. Where are we losing things in the semantics of the words we use or the communication that we do where they start feeling that it's not my problem to tackle with? I want the results, but I don't need to be, uh, I'm not supposed to contribute towards the outcome that security is supposed to bring. Where are we losing it? I, I think every day I kind of ground myself on, when you look at security, how we say it's, an, it's, it's tons of disciplines that are an inch wide and five miles deep. 
and, you know, I'm kind of probably patting us all on the back because we have to have a good, solid knowledge on a lot of different stuff. And I think that when you get in front of the business and we start to lose them is we're not keeping it simple. We're not... um, focusing at the most basic level of what truly are we trying um, to accomplish and what do we want them specifically doing. And and one of the things I, I've talked about before is how do you how do you mix it up? Um, going forward and partnering with one or two key people that at a, at a leadership level that can help drive a message. I find it much more impactful if I partner with a leader, say a chief medical officer, and that chief medical officer then reaches out to the um, physicians and the clinical staff and messages something from a security perspective than if it's coming from the CISO. So to me, I think the more we can engage the right folks specifically and engage at the right level without overwhelming on everything, I think can help us drive more effectively. So whenever you are talking to the people there uh, in, in your business, have you asked them, uh, like the the business leaders especially, because it's not about just only the top business leaders are the ones who are need to who need to come on board, but even business users. Have you asked them for help to say instead of us just sending a communication to the overall user community so that they join forces with you, there could be some support offered by them, so they they kind of establish the importance of security in the minds of those business users and the sponsorship for security. So the business users start thinking that, hey, if the top leaders are saying, I got to pay attention to this, like other things, I must. How do you make that happen? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that is a unique avenue for every business, every company. I, I think it, it, it depends on culturally and a, and a whole bunch of different things. But I, but I do think, to your point, um, you know, I, I don't think anybody doesn't want to do something, right? I think that if you have a bunch of business leaders going to their next layer of management and saying, you know, thou shalt engage in security or thou shalt support or whatever, I don't think any of them are going to say, yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I think it's more what what do you want me to do? And and I, I think it's when we say, um, hey, go keep XYZ company safe. I mean, that's not actionable. No one knows what that really means. So I, I think what that means to the people that we want to engage with at any level of, of um, position is how do we bring it to them in a meaningful way? And, and I think some ways that work is... Um, you know, instead of setting up, say, an hour-long discussion or a 30-minute meeting and calling it, you know, some kind of security awareness or we have a new security initiative and we want to talk about it, instead of doing that, because people are going to be like, I don't know if that applies to me and I'm super busy, what about engaging and putting what we want to get across in some of their meetings? Um, you know, like in a hospital setting, they have safety huddle meetings and they talk about certain topics 
um, that are relevant on the floor to the clinicians, and if we can embed some of our conversation in those meetings with the right level of folks, I, I think we have a better chance of making it more relatable to them so they can walk out of there and go, yeah, that I see what I can do, right? Instead of just security coming down and say, keep XYZ safe. So when are we looking at the... Uh, the the user base, and you know they are themselves supposed to be working with the security. Do you think? And 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 frankly, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the the adoption of security is being connected to, or as a solution to it, uh, is connected to training. But is just giving people training and saying you got to do it is almost like training or giving a lecture to students their eyes would glaze over. Is that enough for them to adopt it, for them to embrace it and internalize that security is important for them? I mean, they may realize, but then if they have got a ton of other work to, to do, anything more, anything new is usually rejected by the user community. So are we, are we stuck only dealing with security adoption and having everybody come on board and the only tactic that we have available to us is just training? I don't think so, um, but I do think that that I, I think that's a complicated topic. I, I think because there's there's so much in there that isn't technical to discuss, right? It's it's user behavior. It's it's getting inside the heads of people that say, how do we want to make them, um, or or more importantly, how do we proactively engage them um, in understanding something and, and grasping it relative to their own work. So. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, we've had, I mean, security awareness training has been around forever, right? It's, it's something, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we have to do that, and, and that plays its part. Um, I think what's important and, and what I've learned over the last several years is to say, yeah, we do security awareness training. I, I don't think that that should mean we put some kind of system together and make sure our end users go through it and click the boxes and acknowledge and and we track completion. I think it's bigger than that. Um, And I think we need to do it in a way that doesn't make it look like a task. Um, I think there's things, you know, I think phishing campaigns have helped drive awareness and understanding. I think they have their downfalls if they're not done well because I think people feel caught or trapped or or something like that. But um, I think when we try and evolve into other things, so a phishing campaign, um, I think that has helped bring awareness to people that's more real life. Um, But I also think that we can devise any great phishing campaign for somebody to click on it. and, and a lot of end users are like, when we sit there and we'll highlight what areas of the campaign they should think about, I still think some of them are like, eh, I'm not sure I quite understand some of that, or I'm so busy, you know, I don't have time for that. So I think that trying to figure a method out of keeping it simple and keeping it um, kind of actionable throughout the year it is helpful. I think one of the things that um, I've also found is can we 
prioritize some of the user community and do specific training or specific brown bag lunches or specific whatever the venue works to have some dialogue. So, I mean, you know, we've done brown bag lunches in the past just to have certain topics um, specifically, say, with database administrators or with people that are familiar and want to better understand changes in payment card industry standards or whatever the specific topic is. So I, I think that looking at security awareness training needs to be um, a lot of things in your toolbox, not just an, an annual awareness training module. I, I think that needs to be there, but I think we need to set up a program. And, I, and quite frankly, I also think that as we build our security programs, I always say there's two things I don't think we should gloss over. One is awareness, and the second one is communication. Um, I think all too often we view those things when we're sitting there looking at our spend and where, you know, we need our dollars to go, and it always goes for the big solutions and the big controls, but I think that it's extremely important to make sure that we've allocated something so that we can um, build the right communication plan. I always say I don't want to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, right? Kind of want, want, want in the corner where nobody's listening to you anymore. And the only way to do that is to mix it up and, and to find people that can help, whether in your team or outside of your team, um, engage these topics in a way I'm a security person. I'm not a communication expert, right? I'm, I'm not a behavioral expert when it comes to this. Um, but if I can leverage and find people in my communications department, in human resources, in other places, um, I think it helps bring a lens to this topic that we as risk and technical security individuals may not, may not be able to bring, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. So let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the specific solutions and strategies we can deploy, which will allow us to get leadership to give us the support and sponsorship. Because perhaps we already understand the challenges. We need to figure out what strategies will actually work and have worked. And, and that's where, uh, Cheryl, you could share some insights on your experience and your peers in the industry who have had experience in uh, getting the leadership to give you all the support you need. So let's stay, please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Cheryl... I'm sure the challenges are understood. Let's talk solutions. Let's talk down to the brass tacks, tactics or approaches which would work well where the leadership, the business leadership says, yes, we are with you and they actually yield to you, give you what you want to make this all happen. Sounds good. Um, so I think that there's a few things to to look at and to tailor to any organization that I've seen work in the past. Um, So one of the things that I think would be um, important and fairly easy to um, put together is to sit down with um, someone from the communications team and talk through what you want to accomplish and what you think some of the challenges are with your user base. I think that if you can get... Um, you know, kind of a homegrown basic communication plan together that is really um, partnered with a communication team or someone similar if you don't have if if you don't have that size of an organization to be able to put down in simple terms what the concerns are, what you want to get across to your end user base from a security perspective. Um, I think that once you have that and, and any other kinds of um, methods, say you, um, well, let's say your hospital system. I, I know that it's, it's um, very impactful to just go out on the floor to go out and see what is happening, what your end users deal with every day. And understanding that gives you a better lens in how you can integrate in um, security awareness and other things you're trying to bring forward to them into their day-to-day. But I think if you're doing that from your office or from the IT department, you don't really see what they're challenged with, what maybe you need to focus on with them. So getting a better just you know, ground understanding of, of all of that will help you kind of build a communication plan and a, and a messaging plan so that 
when you go up to leadership to ask for funding, I think it's important to give specifics. I, it's not effective for me to go up to an executive and say, you know, I need X dollars for security awareness. You know, the first thing people usually say is, well, I know that, that we have an annual security awareness training. I think what's more impactful is if we go up there with a larger message that says, um, I can provide our phishing metrics, I can provide examples when I walk on the floor and I know how busy everybody is, but these are some of the things we see happening that aren't in the best um, realm of security. And I think if we can provide those meaningful business-relevant examples to leadership, we have a better um, chance of getting the support and the funding needed to then take what we can build from um, a communication plan and start to lay that out throughout the year. Now, similarly, you know, we we talk about the leaders helping you work better downstream, at least with the business users. That's one. Are there any direct interfacing uh, related techniques or approaches which you could utilize to get better cooperation from the business users. And let's also introduce other entities, which are like partners. So no longer are we working in today's day and age where we are just internally focused, especially in digital era, you got partners who you work with and you, along with them, support and or serve customers. So all of them have to heed the security-related uh, issues or advice that has, that's been given to them. So everyone has to be like we part of a village. How do you get even the partners to come on board, listen to you, change their systems or bring them up to speed so that you are secure along the value chain? What, what, what approaches have actually worked? Yeah, so some of the things that I've seen um, that are effective is Really, ha- I mean, to me, it's just about having the the common interaction and the communication at a detailed level. I think when we're too busy and we just ask for some kind of third party report or you know what kind of assessments have you done, Mister Partner, I, I think that glosses over things. So I think the things that are more meaningful is when we get down to really kind of. Um, peeling the onion back, right? Peeling the onion back and saying, what do you do today in your own organization? And here are the things that we look for. And these are our expectations, but let's partner on that. I I don't like to kind of have it in us versus them. So I think it's more around making sure that they clearly understand, but that we're also willing to help because, um, I think things change so quickly if if you don't have um, the ability to say, I really want to partner with you on this, and it's more a finger pointing of thou shall, I think it's it's a harder relationship. So to me, it's about getting in front of your partner and, and walking the journey with them about what is needed. And I, and I think that those, again, you know, I don't think these are really complicated things we need to do, um, but I certainly think that a lot of times if you're not going into the detail, you're losing some of the emphasis. So here then 
the next point comes is when we have employees and partners and uh, leaders all coming together, what are the places where we drop the ball as security people? Because they start showing some support and it's not going to be a pure 100% fully cooked support from all different directions at one point. Are there things that we as security team and security leaders may be doing, which is undoing some of the progress that we make? Where could be the leakages? Yeah, I, you know, I think just from doing this for as long as I have, I think sometimes it's, it's not the sprint, it's the marathon, right? And I think that what sometimes happens with us is there's so many things going on that are we staying steadfast with our partners, especially once we have them along for the journey, we need to keep the conversation real and we need to keep it up to date and and we need to not let it stale. And I I think that's what's important. So I think building that plan and, and ensuring that security awareness is kind of it's kind of threaded throughout your security program. So as you put new initiatives together, as you identify new risks, those kind of things need to get um, integrated into awareness and, and in, in turn helps as you roll things out that, that your partners and your leaders and your end users have a better understanding of what you're doing there, but also how they can help. So I think to me... And, and that's why I say, you know, they always talk about the majority of breaches are still occurring because of phishing and because of end-user actions. And, and I think that that still should humble all of us, that it's our responsibility to continue changing and being nimble in how we message to our end users. It's an, our threats change every day, so the messaging and the awareness and the partnering with our end-user communication needs to change every day. So when we are looking at the different ways you have suggested uh, that the partners and leaders and uh, the business users, they, they are ready to support you. We ourselves also put, you know, uh, get our act together, if you will. What else, in your view, needs to fall in place for us to not having to do this discussion, say, a year from now? We can say that it's a marathon, but then would a marathon, even a three-hour marathon, comes to an end? Should we expect an end, or we should keep running as a tired warrior? So... Tired warriors, I think, eventually get too tired to keep running. Um, But I think that once you get the integration, and again, you know, I think that there has been great strides. I've seen myself and, and some of my peers, I think that there's been a lot of really good movement in this space and a lot of good movement of getting security engaged more up front in, in general. Um, but I think it's about how do we get it to a place where it doesn't feel like that marathon? How do we get some processes in there and, and some of the things I've talked about that make it kind of more operational so that it's just what we do. So 
say we come to the end of the year, we've, we, or say we go into next year planning, if we operationally have things where we say, okay, we're going to go deploy um, a new solution that's going to be user impacting, and we bring in um, communications or whoever that, I keep saying communications, but whoever that right individual is in your organization that can help drive the messaging at, at that level, once we we determine what we're going to do from a, from a project perspective and we're working with that person, if that's more kind of just our day-to-day, I don't think it feels as much of a race. I, I think it feels just kind of like what we do every day. And I think the more we, we ingrain security in that manner, it doesn't feel like we're pushing that heavy rock up the hill every day. Interestingly, I uh, was at an event recently uh, with all security leaders, and one of the main problems that was brought up is to be able to help keep security at desirable level of acceptance by the business uh, while keeping pace with the business change. Not a new challenge, but the question here is that you get everyone to come on board. They say, yes, we are willing to work with you. But then, as business is fundamentally shifting in many cases, even your security approaches need to change drastically in some cases. Are the business leaders and the users and partners willing to pivot as you are willing to? Because that's your job. You get paid for it, but they are not. And for your security approach to change fundamentally, they will also have to again do things which they did it out of um, compassion or maybe they felt, yes, it's their need. But if it starts cutting into their own schedules and it starts disrupting their work, they will eventually throw towel in, in and, and say, I'm not doing it anymore. How do you keep all of them motivated as you work through the space of change? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a challenging issue and, and on, on all sides or all fronts. I, I think what I've seen is the more we can embed security naturally in the business, the more successful we are. The, mo- the, the more it doesn't feel like we're doing that big pivot. So I guess what I mean by that is um, if, if we're truly starting to engage and be at the table. So, you know, I think about kind of the journey, right? Pro- projects and businesses would drive things, and then we get to the 11th hour and somebody didn't engage security, so security comes in, and then it looks like a security issue, and there's delays, and it's just a big mess. So I think over the years, we've gotten much better at getting in front of that, right, and, and being more at the beginning of, of an initiative or of um, a strategy so that we can walk alongside them. I, I think for me, the more we're embedded on it together um, and getting and staying with them um, as they change business models, drive different directions strategically, etc. I think it looks like it's not us and them. And I think that's where oftentimes I think some of it is perception that, oh, we're security, 
but we need to make sure security is engaged. And the more we can just be in that and engaging um, alongside them, I think that that will soften that perception. So when you use the word embedding with them, are you recommending, because I know uh, there was a discussion about how do you get security to be seen as, seen a little more proactively or get it included proactively in the initiatives. And someone suggested in some discussions I had is you get it as part of your uh, product life cycle. As they get developed, there is a line item for security. So are you saying that even when the changes are happening and those businesses are envisioning new products, et cetera, you have to inject yourself in the very ideation phase and start also looking at what's the possible, uh, what's possible with a lens, with a security lens as well? While it will be a great thing to happen, but are they willing to invite you at that stage? So I think that there's a lot of different models that can be effective. Um, I've seen and had a lot of discussions over the last few years um, with peers that it oftentimes, if you can secure the funding for a position, but that position is embedded, even um, it depends on the relationship because that can get a little sticky, right? If you say, okay, I want to get somebody in there at the very beginning phases, um, where does that person report to? Are they going to report into security? Are they going to report in um, to that group? I, I think if you can work through that, the more you can embed up front, the more you can have roles that maybe aren't... Um, the traditional security, if you can sacrifice um, the spend of a headcount and put them in the business so they're sitting there. You know, I, I was asked years ago, we had, um, like, business security officers, and, I was, and people were like, well, what do they do? And I think what's important is what they do, and it has to be the right person it, for sure, but... What they do is they build that relationship with the business. They stay in front of what is happening with the business so that they can naturally start to deal with security. Anything that's coming from a, from a new, um, you know, new product, new whatever line to any issue that may be happening. But I think that we have to be nimble enough as we build the security organizations um, to say, do we want everything kind of siloed in our enterprise functions, or do we want them, some of them boots on the ground, out with the business, and then working back into our larger enterprise organization? Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the concept of a shared service. The reason I bring this up is because many times investment has been a huge issue because we always go as security to the top people and say, show me the money so I can help you secure. And then there's always a tug of war of how much money you need and then how much they're able to give and then security at the end of the day gets compromised. But if it is really a value creation, so security is not seen as a necessary evil and it is a cost of doing business, then somebody should bear the cost. And like earlier, we used to have central IT, but then it was also used in a shared services manner. So the department which is using that service 
was supposed to pay for it, and it, it works well for IT, then why not security? Could security not solve that budgeting and funding problem by converting it from just uh, an overhead, the perception from being an overhead to cost of doing business, then request this to become a shared service and start getting uh, the money from the department which perhaps wants to change the most and which needs to require uh, revamping of security. Would such a model fly to make, make it happen and make it sustainable? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So uh, uh, the concept of shared service is not new. IT has done it successfully in many cases, and they are able to then make sure that they are not left holding the bag when it comes to finding money to get IT done because a particular business unit would have more needs than the other. Guess what? That that particular business unit needs to pay up. Could the same model be brought to security? And in that process, what you're essentially doing is if you are able to make this happen, that means you're getting the support. Someone who's not just saying verbally, but they're actually putting money behind this, means you're bringing the village together. Department by department, that's okay. But at least it's coming together. And when they show the money and, and they are able to ready to give you the money, means they will also get their people to give you the support. So this, this could perhaps be a good way to crack it, but love to get your thoughts. You are more than welcome to refute it or, and say, you know what, this is how we can make it work. Yeah, no, I, I think it's an interesting concept. I, I, think, I think when you break it down, the challenge today is it's hard for, for individuals outside of the security to understand 
what we're spending our money on. It, it, there's a lot of behind the scenes. So I think that if we looked at it more as a service, every organization has the departments that are really driving um, you know, new initiatives and new requests and then departments that are kind of just running operationally in an okay. So I think that this concept would be interesting in that realm um, because the value could be given to the groups that do want to pay up and and get what's needed. I think the question is putting the how do how do we effectively put more of the kind of compliance regulatory wrapper around it, um, just to make sure that as if they're going to pay for it and they're going to want us to move quickly, we still need to make sure without inhibiting that we put some kind of of wrapper around it to ensure. Um, you know, good security practice. And if this was to be indeed implemented, like what IT does, you could have certain services which are essentially corporate supported, and the rest of them could be business unit level supported. And this could hopefully take you to a point where money is not the issue. And because a business unit is offering support in terms of money, then the people level support and their ability to give you the required inputs that you need all would fall in place. That was the whole idea. So you are in a way saying that if this could work, I mean, yeah, we have to think through this, but if this could work out, this could be one of the interesting approaches. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I certainly think that if it's structured in that way, like you said, there's, there's, there's the non-negotiable corporate functions, but there could be a lot of value given to a business unit who's willing to help fund and putting, you know, security focus on what they're trying to drive. It, it, I, I would think that that could possibly give them um, a lot more partnership with security because we're very focused on what their business requirements and needs are and helping driving towards that. No, that's great. So let's talk about the softer side, which is the culture, which is the overall organizational culture, because that's one of the things which is always brought up, is if the the culture doesn't support um, a, a secure way of doing business or any other attributes of culture. So if those are not in place, then security will have a, a tough time to hold ground and or get people or, or or have the ability to move people. So if you were to literally request that I need this type of organizational culture for me to do my job right as a CISO and get security embedded where everybody comes along, what would that culture look like? Yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that you know, an openness and a willingness to engage, um, an openness and a willingness to say we are all extremely busy and, and barely have time most of the time, all of us in, in business, to breathe because we're trying to drive revenue and, and product and whatever else. But I, I think it's how do we really, you know, not kind of sounding goofy about it, but how do we really come together Um in a way that we can balance it from a security perspective and still get um, the key points and drivers across to the business. Um, 
I, I think it's it's that willingness to to take a breath, and that's why I think if you know it takes a village, but to get that entire village, you oftentimes just have to find the right enablers, and I, I don't think security needs to solve how do we make every end user culturally open to engaging with security and understanding their role, I think it's our responsibility to continue to understand who those right drivers would be to help us do that with the entire user community. And question for you, do you think there would be a way where while digital opportunities are going to keep coming down the pike, could we have some sort of a segmentation in the way where the innovative side is being put and also the traditional stable side is kept? Like people talk about bimodal IT or bimodal business where you have these two lanes, if you will. Could we somehow separate those out and then plan it in such a way so that we are not always playing catch-up because security, you cannot afford to play catch-up. And, and we want to make sure that we are not totally bogged down with playing catch-up where our own basic stable structure also starts crumbling. Do you think there is a way to divide and conquer when it comes to managing security and get everyone to understand and agree that, hey, we will work on the stable side, we will make sure this one is kept, and yes, we may not be fully secure because you keep changing. But you don't want to take the blame that, I brought brought up something new and it was secured the very next second. Yeah, Thoughts? I think that is really reasonable um, because I think every organization out there has that stable side and that side of the house that needs to be innovative and driving forward. Um, I, I think that that takes us, when we're sitting here thinking and planning how we could hone in and focus on those areas and support from the innovative side, of course. Um, I, I think it's reasonable, and I think that it would be more effective um, with one caution, and that is as they drive on the innovative side, still keeping a lens to um, what a lot of the... It, how do I explain that? I think what happens sometimes is we want to go along and we want to be in there on the innovative side and it's, it's move fast, it's fail fast, it's do what's necessary. But if we don't do that in a way where we're bringing security holistically to that, we don't want to miss anything um, and, and have them moving forward. And then as it becomes more of a real project or a real initiative, um, something gets missed and it comes back and is like, why didn't we think of that from a security perspective? Talk about the security leadership. And we've always spoken that security leaders come from a pure technical background. Like unlike IT, as you've seen that a lot of IT leaders are being invited even from business. They may not have much of an IT background and they become uh, IT leaders, and because they come from business, they're able to relate well to the business community and they become more effective. If you want everyone to come along and, and, and the security leaders to really be able to say things or do things which will resonate with everyone else, are there any creative ways of grooming these 
security leaders for them to come across as someone the rest of the business would want to work to work together with yeah i think that's i think that's just such a a key question um i think when you look at how to groom strong security leaders to your point i think that just Risk management and balancing of that conversation at a business level side um, is key. I think that, you know, when we sit kind of in security going through and talking about problems and and solutions, it gets complicated and technical and whatever. Um, I think grooming these individuals in a way to say, let's just kind of settle on what the business is looking for and how we truly work through making that happen. And I think what we find is, you know, people that have those softer skills, those interpersonal skills, that listening and balancing what the business is driving are the ones that um, usually get the ears of of some of the senior leaders. So that's a hard one to answer. I, I think that the focus on building security leaders is certainly on that interpersonal softer side. Um, you know, on, on, on what, what skills are needed to um, be that true partner that they're looking for. So if I were to ask you for you to show your vulnerability as a security leader, or maybe you can share any examples or any approaches that you may have taken for your deputies your successor, so that they become more relevant because you know what you're dealing with, it's only going to get more complex from here. So what, what, because what we have seen is IT security leaders are primarily coming from security background, technical background, much more technical than even IT. So has there been any academy? Has there been any any conscious effort so that the, the next generation becomes better than the previous one? Yeah, because they will be dealing with more complex stuff. So if you were to say, this is how I'm grooming my people, it needs to be futuristic, it needs to be relevant to this new world that we are entering into, or rather already entered. So are there any things on the ground you're doing today to help groom yourself as well as the ones who are, you are developing? Yeah, I think I'd be oversimplistic and and it's easy to say and hard to do. I think it's um, every day I try and humble myself. Uh, you know, I try and think of if I'm sitting in front of leaders and, I, you know, I, my hair's on fire about something security related, they have four other compelling issues that could be just as more or less um, impactful to them. And I, I think we need to balance that and we need to humble ourselves every day that we need to help our business. And I think that there's easy ways to do that. I remember years ago um, just walking into a clinic and seeing what those physicians do every single day. And when you look at that and you look at how critical that role is and what they're doing yeah, I'd probably be pretty exhausted if I just spent 10 hours 
you know, dealing with, with patients and, and, and illness and other issues and then coming in and saying, let's have a security conversation. So I think the more that we can build ourselves up to say, yeah, we're, we have a complicated world with security, but we're also here to support our business and, and find ways to balance that with them helps us become better leaders. On behalf of our show and the listeners, uh, thanks so much, Cheryl, for sharing your insights on how we can get everyone in the organization to support and enable effective security. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. And listeners, please like us on Facebook, search for CTN CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and join our LinkedIn group. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry.